You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Dr. Charles Lauch coming here, and I have a special guest today with us. Dr. Gregory Jackson. Welcome, Dr. Jackson, Hi, to the everyone. show. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is uh, a lot of you cannot see, but this studio is absolutely incredible. <laughs> like, uh, I want to keep asking questions about. Wait, what's that? What's that? So, absolutely. Remarkable. Well, you can you you can feel free to ask. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is my first. You're my first guest in the new studio, yeah. and uh, I got the lights and the sound. Uh, you know, deadening and all that good stuff. So, hopefully, it'll be it'll be nice and quiet for us to have a good conversation today. Yeah. Uh, this is episode number fifty four. Um, we are. Uh, I, I'm just super excited. I have uh, this is the first li- uh, live broadcast from the studio, and we'll do another one today at one o'clock with Dr. Uh, Kathy Hudnall. So, um, Dr. Jackson, thanks so much for being here, though. Thank you. This yeah. is again just incredible <laughs> honor and. Almost wondering, you know, why I mean something I keep asking myself. Well, we've we've talked a lot uh, at conferences and and things like that, and um, uh, I just found it really interesting because your your principal instrument is so, and th- this is where everyone actually <laughs> gets a little bit confused because they see you know what I did there at UA and the first things that were published and the first job I had, so. I actually first started piano, then percussion, then violin. Got it. And um, currently now, I feel my principal instrument is violin because that's what I do every day. I took sure. a, a um, New Year's resolution that no matter what would happen every single day, I would practice on using my Tonal Energy app. I'm at day 151, 152 now. Oh, wow. And that's been very that's difficult. That's impressive. Traveling. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, so at Austin P, when I was there for undergrad, that's when I was a composition major. Yeah, I know. So you have some a whole bunch of pieces out. Yeah, and you have a lot of different uh, places that you're published. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> feel well, free it, to talk about it because I I, I uh, always interested to learn you know yeah. new repertoire and mm-hmm. and uh, you know new music and things. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, and so I know, and there's several people that are in the stringed world that our um, current orchestra directors and they are you know sometimes considered oh well they're from the band world i never felt myself part of the band world because i was more of you know for undergrad i was a composition theory major right and um i remember the way i got started with violin i took one of the pieces to uh it was a violin sonata took it to the department chair who was my music history professor just dr fought very very old school and okay. hardcore at that time we thought he was 90 now he's i think 92 93 oh wow but uh, <laughs> actually we couldn't believe this play with the charlie daniels band oh really never would have thought that from him but took it to him and in the lobby area he just tore into it like we can't do that and that double stop doesn't work and you know, where, where are the Boeings? Where's mm-hmm. this? Where's that? And at that point, I thought, all right, I've got to learn violin with you because you're going to be very hardcore. So uh, that's where 
I got started, played with the, at that time, Austin P had Community Symphony. Now they have a, you know, full-fledged gateway orchestra and orchestra program, which in Clarksville, Tennessee, where I grew up, there were not orchestra programs right, yeah. at all. So, what, uh, where, where is Clarksville near? So 40 miles northwest of Nashville. Okay. Right okay. along State Line uh, mm -hmm. by Fort Campbell. So that's why I get asked a lot if I'm military because I grew up that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I um, and then when I went to grad school at University of Alabama, same thing. There were not orchestra programs in the schools. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know something like this existed until I was uh, doing some interviews and, uh, you know, on the band side, which only did band director for three years. But oh, okay. Um, did you have to do marching band and all that? Yeah. Well, and, and for that part, I'm still fine with. I'm, I'm still working in the drum corps area. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. But. Um, I get nervous when I go to camps and thinking, what if I have to play something? Because <laughs> I haven't touched a pair of sticks in, I don't know, last summer. Okay. So, okay. Um, I, truly, I bought into the whole thing. But that's when I started finding out that there were so many orchestra programs in Georgia and mm -hmm. um, showed my wife one of the schools. I'm like, look at this. They, they, you know, it's Duluth. They have 400. Yeah. Yeah. This must be the one program in the state. And she said, you know, that's what you need to do because my master's thesis was string trio. Most of my early okay. pieces were for strings and, you know, started writing symphonies at that point. And I thought I'll apply. Nobody's going to look at me. And it, it happened. So yeah. I'm just extremely, extremely fortunate and blessed by that and this has been the absolute best thing like i've had other calls come in for uh different things and i keep saying no because this is absolutely what i love to yeah do. so you're at south cobb high school here in cobb county uh well I, i'm with you now because yep. you were here before me um tell us a little bit about your programming situation and about your school and mm -hmm. how long have you been there uh this is well, this just will finished. be my fourth year now. Okay. Yeah. So yep. uh, it was funny welcoming you into the district when I was still pretty new. But um, I've your uh, all of your resources were really really helpful when I was starting the job during the pandemic, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the fact that wow you're going to be in the same district that was just pretty awesome. And, um, well, it's, I, I gotta say, it's been like a great first year. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I had the support of everybody, including the, co you know, colleagues like yourself and, um, you know, school admin, district admin, my parents were just unbelievably amazing and it was just super awesome all around. Yeah. And what I hope people also remember again, um, for people listening, I hope you realize that, you know, Charles did not pay me to say these different things, but I really... I, I, I'll pay you later. <laughs> oh, so I really have to say some great things now. But he... Uh, I, I, I'm not... I, I think the district now realizes, and I think Laster realizes now how fortunate they are to oh. have you. I mean, you are... Uh, well, you know, and it's funny to talk about all the great things you've done in the past, but then there's just even more things, and... Um, I want to get on South Cobb, but real quick, if 
some listeners don't know, you want to let them know some of these incredible opportunities you have coming up, Alaska and oh yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah so I'll be there uh, next week uh, doing um, like four days worth of PD uh, for the teachers up there. And uh, uh, it was kind of interesting. I went back in um, November, and this is the first opportunity I've gotten where people have said, we found you on your YouTube channel, and we want you to come out. So I was like, okay. So I'm doing that, and I went out in November, did like a one-day, all-day presentation thing, and they're like, we want you to teach this class, these uh, two two classes, two two-day classes for uh, two days of beginning uh, pedagogy, two days of uh, advanced intermediate pedagogy, and uh, the teachers, you know, they just do continuing education credits, and, and that's what I'm going to be doing. So I'll be there uh, in Anchorage uh, next uh, Monday, I leave, and then I get back Saturday, so... Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that, it, that, that's, it was a pretty cool opportunity. And then I just uh, found out too, that I'm going to be doing their all state in November. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna be pretty cool. So I, I think I'll be Alaska out after all this uh, happens, but I'm excited about the opportunities and, um, yeah, so that's, it's cool. Yeah. One, one of my, uh, favorite shows each Tuesday, well, it's on discovery channel. I'll, I'll say that way. So that way we don't get into some sort of, uh, copyright claim oh. thing but uh <laughs> it's about alaska crab fishing oh so yeah 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 there you go yeah so uh you know if you want to make a quick 50 or 60 right in a week maybe I, on the i've boat. heard it's crazy there but you know you you put yourself at risk you know? oh yeah 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 well yeah you may make the money thing come back saying oh so i lost two fingers right, right. Yeah. is it worth it <laughs> not <laughs> if you're a string player <laughs> no, you gotta know that know. so um one thing's where luckily i don't have to put my body at risk like that is there in South Cobb. I um, started during the pandemic. So the first time that I met students, it was, um, you know, through a computer screen. Mm -hmm. The one great thing about it is I could see all of the different names. So I didn't have to memorize um, 80 something people. That's just, good. Yeah. So that did help. But I, I thought about this morning where, um, you know, I taught collegiate for a while, and that was cool. But the one thing I may not like about doing, you know, high school is that the students graduate. Right. Yeah. You get them where you want them, and then yeah. they're gone. <laughs> you know, my, my first year wasn't so bad because the majority of them stayed virtual. But mm -hmm. last year and then this year, they finish up a week early or so. And at that point, we then get to that first day of class when they're not there and it's it's almost sad and then mm -hmm. most of the people in my uh, mastery orchestra they had academic testing that day which i i literally had four people in the the room at that point i mean it was just yeah it was very weird i, I don't know i found may is pretty much just a wash with almost all the kids we do our spring concert at the end of uh april and then may is just it's just a wash yeah you know see last year because we were preparing to have the first you know true chamber orchestra there for south cobb most of may was spent just really really getting into um techniques that they weren't familiar with which mm -hmm. that was kind of surprising about so i took from um elizabeth h green's orchestral bowings took that and just put it on that's a great resource right yeah. there yeah and then this past summer i was at um 
Masai University finishing up orchestral conducting program and string. Did you do a, a degree there, or no. did you just do a, a certificate or just some classes or a certificate? Because um, when I was uh, band director at St. James, and the way that happened, I was not really planning to leave ASU. And for those that love to see like a very you know straight line approach in an interview, I'm sorry, this is very stream of conscious right now, but. <laughs> You know, just uh, trying to make sure we see how all the dots connect. And I'm even going to connect a dot with uh, what you mentioned in Alaska. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the there we go. <laughs> music theorist part of me. But I I was not planning to, to you know, I had tenure. So why would I leave? I was teaching music so, theory. Yeah, t- tell us a little bit about, I mean, I know that we're taking it aside, but tell us a little bit about your background and, mm-hmm. and uh, like the positions that you've held. Yeah, so so uh, mentioned Austin P State University, and that's where music theory composition major and first uh, traditional student to get a degree in composition there with oh, Doctor oh, Wood. Oh, wow, cool. Still in touch with him. He, like I, I hate when he um, calls or will send an email say this is Jeff. I'm like, no, you're you're Doctor Wood, you're not <laughs> yeah. Jeff. Yeah, but uh, still in touch with him, and went to University of Alabama uh, for a master's in music mm-hmm. composition and theory, and really loved the professors there. So stayed, and was performance. I thought I could do. So, I took still all the classes for a uh, composition theory major, but mm-hmm. after a couple of years, they were like, "Yeah, we we don't do a double." Doctorate. Oh, okay. So, so you... and, and there were some places they did, but they did not. Yeah. Um, when I was finishing the last year, I got the offer for um, Alabama State University in Montgomery. So, I was driving back and forth on Saturdays to finish my dissertation, and um, taught, did teach percussion there, taught music theory, pretty much all of the music theory uh, classes because okay. I was the music theory. Um, chairperson at that time mm-hmm. and um, then while there after 10 years got the offer for um, St. James which I was really meeting with head of school to help him find someone I was not mm-hmm. since leave but once he started just saying you could do whatever you want with program there's a strings class you can start an orchestra at that point oh wow it's like, nice okay this is what I've been looking for so great um, yeah, but 6 through 12 uh, is yeah. what I taught. Mm-hmm. And I, it changed how I taught just a little because I was very kind of old school, hard-nosed type. But when you see a little kid like that. Um, you got soft. I got soft. <laughs> got soft. <laughs> Until a veteran yeah. director that would come yeah. in. And, yeah. you know, very, he actually ended up being the first cousin of um, one of my composition professors. Oh, and wow. I had just passed away at UA. And um, I remember Tom Borden saying, when you're giving discipline, don't smile. I'm like, <laughs> what? And I say, but they're little kids. I'm 6'2". I'm it's like, it's not effective. The very next class, some you know, seventh grader mm-hmm. did something, didn't smile, just told him, you know, what not to do. And it was so effective. <laughs> and... Um, you know, it was great having him come in so many times each week. Um, you know, he mentioned don't 
talk too much, which right now, you know, I'm talking too much. Yeah, Sorry. well, but, this is what we do on the podcast. I don't, what are we going to do? We can't sit right, here. And, I can't just sit there. And, I guess you know, we could play, but. Yeah, you know, talk about <laughs> each other's eyebrows. But, um, but he was mentioning keep the baton moving. And then a few days later, one of the, maybe instrumental magazine, one of those came in and that was the number one tip for conductors keep the baton moving and that's actually where i fell in love with conducting i was wanting to improve my um technique found Leonard bernstein uh doing resurrection mm-hmm. and it was a mistake watching that late at night i couldn't go to sleep until three or four because i kept watching kept going it. yeah kept it watching. just hit me so much so I then started buying pretty much every conducting text you could get and then realized that, you know, would like to move to Georgia because the programs are so great. So I enrolled at University of Georgia for their Master of Music Ed program. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And um, then the pandemic hit. So, <laughs> yeah. I th- yeah. I, th- I think I got the acceptance letter right before we shut down. Uh... So that, except for, I think, one time I went on campus, it was online. That was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of glad because that summer gave me a chance to see, all right, this is what they're doing, teaching online. I'm Mm -hmm. about to teach online. So it kind of worked hand in hand. Yeah. So I did that um, in education with um, conducting emphasis and then at Messiah University, wanted to just focus on conducting right it didn't right. make sense to do another degree so that was certificate of advanced graduate studies so got it okay i was in pennsylvania all last summer uh string pedagogy and conducting it was okay great yeah um uh the the awesome guy that took over my position at alpharetta jake hood uh just finished his master's there you know jake we were we spent college. the summer together okay yeah <laughs> So he's great, and uh, I know that uh, he just did his master's re- recital with uh, some of the Alpharetta kids. So yeah. that's was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I heard that that program is really just—it's uh, actually really good, even though it's online. It's yeah. he, like he raved about it. I, I, you know, I wouldn't think something like that would work, but mm-hmm. after going through UGA with with it being that way, like doing a master's defense online it was so weird and, and then <laughs> i remember i wore a suit you know just from <laughs> yeah well and the uh research professor was like wow look at you, you wore a suit and everything <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah but um yeah even though messiah was mostly online that um that time in pennsylvania with the professors and with the other students like Jake. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The one thing I keep remembering about Jake when, um, and with Messiah, so they split different categories. They had um, new to strings, then those who, you know, I guess majored, and then those that were kind of like the pro cast. Okay. And I was fine being in the category when we was split up with Jake and that was sort of the, I was glad the professor um, thought I played well enough to be with that group. But it was violin and viola. I only started viola in June. Yep. And at that point, like, you know, Jake and I I forgot the other girl's name, 
I mean, we're sight reading all this stuff from you'll have to help me with name. Um, Saucman House. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kurt Saucman House. I think that's how you say it from Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We were supposed to find issues in the book. So, oh, but we wow. were deep into it. Like the, you know, I, I saw this some of the uh, things where he has it, you know, scheduled for kind of easier. It's really like Suzuki grade six. So that yeah that that would be easier yeah. uh, I think for for because his level because they were playing all the major yeah, yeah but sight reading down viola no and <laughs> you know, I was getting a little no. frustrated I went to her I'm like can you put me with the other group she's like no you're doing fine you're doing fine and I hate it but the very next day it did start clicking mm-hmm. on viola where I didn't feel because I felt like I was holding Jake and the other girl back because I'm like. I, I'm not doing this. And what I'm, now were they on their principal instrument? Was like Jake on cello? Nope. Oh, everybody's on, on. He was on viola. But okay. what made me realize? Well, the strings are the same for cello and viola. So yeah. It may not have been quite so bad. But the the what I was going <laughs> to say about Jake that was funny. I remember times we were um you know kind of playing through stuff before playing as an ensemble. <laughs> he would. Have, violin set up like a cello and doing this my my high school my high school orchestra teacher he was a cellist and he was he was he's like he's the reason i'm i'm here one of the reasons but um every time he demonstrated he would show us and for me like to see the shifting and she see the, the the fingers going down from that point of view was actually really really helpful but he played everything every example he played as a cello i, I he rarely played on his shoulder at first, I thought he was kind of kidding. Then he said, "Oh no, I'm a cellist." I'm like, "Oh, okay, makes sense." <laughs> but I mean, there were a couple times I, I played around with my class, and sh- and actually, if I'm showing them something, it is easier if you're, you know, in a large room. Mm-hmm. It's not like a private lesson. You have forty, fifty, however many in there. Mm-hmm. It is easier to show them at this point, like, "Hey, you're going to shift here to this point." Because yeah. when it's up here at that point, they're like, they can't see it as yeah. well. So from, I think from a teaching perspective, it's not quite so bad. Yeah. So, no. Anyhow. Good. No, that's really cool. So that's... those are all the degrees in schools. And wow. um, that's what I'm doing in South Cobb, trying to yeah. get things turned around. I do feel that for LGPE, I, I I don't want to say over-programmed. I felt that... Uh, you know, Mendelssohn's String Symphonia 10, I thought it was in their wheelhouse, but I felt like they didn't, what the band director and I were talking about is they didn't really have that champion mindset of you hit that that uh, wall and then you either just kind of stop or, okay, mm-hmm. now we got pushed and get it past just playing the notes on the page. So those last three weeks, I just... They just didn't quite get there. So yeah. what I'm planning to do now is um, when I say a little bit easier, I mean, we're talking about piece that is supposed to be grade six. I'm not really it's a professional piece. So, yeah, you know, I'm looking at probably doing grade five for them and having it be music that is really, really in their wheelhouse that will well, there's, show. Their you know, there's uh, what I found is that there's like within each level, there's going to be the harder grade fives and the easier grade fives. 
Uh, and so the, uh, my orchestra, my, my, my chamber orchestra, we went as a grade five this year. And, um, you know, we played, uh, I, I would say kind of middle to the upper range of the grade five. And, um, I could have maybe stretched it and taken them as a grade six, but, um, you know, being that I was new, I wasn't sure how they would be able to do a hundred percent. Like when it came down to it, yeah. um, and so we just, uh, but they they ate it up. They loved the program. They loved the what the pieces and and then um, and they brought it. You know they did. They I thought they played pretty much their very best that they could have um, for that. You know at the time. Yeah, and that's the other thing, man. I've done this myself. If you have music that is so utterly difficult, and you're just worried about trying to get the notes on the page, what chance do you have of making any music? Oh no, yeah. You know, I mean that's uh, that's the thing is. If you're if you're just barely making the notes, you're not gonna be able to do any kind of musical, yeah. have any musical and, effect at all. And our supervisor, uh, Dr. Farrell, yeah. came in two or three weeks before you know to observe, mm -hmm. and he was like, you know, they'll be fine if they watch. Like, thank you. Please say that to them. <laughs> Whenever you bring someone in, all of a sudden, like. They listen, you know, yeah. and like they're the expert as soon as yeah. it doesn't matter if they're more experienced, less experienced um, or whatever. If, if they're a guest, they're the they're the authority yeah. at that point. Well, <laughs> they didn't watch. And one of the uh, adjudicators said, you know, if they would watch, it would be fine. Bam. And, You're like, bam, that's yeah. it. That's exactly but, what I was saying. But here's the great part for love their... when the adjudicators just justify oh, yeah. everything that you've said for eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, it's the greatest feeling. Yeah. Well, no. part of their final was to write a reflection and to see how many of the students mention, like the younger group saying, "Wow, you know, the older group, the chamber group, they they watch the conductor, and I think we would do better if we watch." Like, great, what? yeah. And yeah. even the older students saying, you know, this time we watched more and that helped with phrasing and musicality. And mm -hmm. we had like it was the best for those graduating, the best concert they ever had. Nice. So I, I'm hoping that carries through now they can start watching because there's more to it. It's the communicating part, the group that won National Orchestra Festival last year, not this past year. Um, you, Claire? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Claire, I forget where they were from. Um, Florida, maybe. Okay. Melbourne. And That's right. Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I remember be before I knew that was, uh, you know, Deborah Baker Monday sitting behind us. And <laughs> Monday Baker. Baker no, Monday. Baker Monday. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of others. And, you know, we're all looking at each other like, what? Because they were playing the whole program memorized. Yeah. I mean, I've I've never done that, and uh, it's impressive. Yeah, and they really know it. You just wonder how how many extra rehearsals did it take to do that? Well, we did some looking. I think it's like a like almost like a high school conservatory type. Okay, and yeah. there's a few schools in Florida like that. Yeah, there are. Yeah, for and, sure. But but what I loved about it is they were able to communicate, mm -hmm. and that's that was the important thing, the communication part. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, they did it well. And, um, you know, Chris Selby's group this year, like <laughs> it was just, they, they totally killed it. They totally killed it. Speaking of, I want to take a, a second. 
Uh, in my last uh, little teaser, I talked about uh, some of the upcoming PD workshops uh, that are available this summer. Um, and I want to make sure that uh, you all know that I, I missed out on one of my very great friends, uh, uh, Chris Selby and Margaret Selby. They have a Summer String Institute. I'm going to show you um, my screen here in a second. Uh, hold on. I'm getting there. There it is. Um, and uh, if I can go back, there it is. The Habits Institute um, for, uh, that that they're doing uh, this summer in Charlotte. No, in um, Charleston, Charleston, North Carolina. They're going to be uh, having the. It's a band, chorus, and orchestra event. But it's Wednesday, July fifth, July sixth, and July seventh. And at the end of that workshop, there is a really cool. Uh, Harbor Dinner Cruise, which sounds super fun. So, um, but all the great, great people, um, Chris and Margaret, of course, and then Jonathan Glaw, who teaches up in Michigan, will be there. Uh, Dr. Tim is doing a um, a couple a keynote and um, a couple of lectures as well. So you definitely want to check out um, the Selby's uh, Habits Institute. And if you don't know the Habits book that Chris wrote, um, it's an awesome, awesome book both the high school book and there's a middle level book. And then I know Margaret and um, Sarah Black Ball from Gwinnett County are working on that beginning book now too. So definitely check it out. It's habitsuniversal.com, uh, their website. And I wanted to give them a shout out. And uh, it's important that, uh, you know, we keep our skills up in the summer. And if you can do something fun, like go to a three-day workshop and then a dinner cruise in, in Charleston. And if you haven't been to Charleston, it's a beautiful beautiful place. So I wanted to at least give them uh, a shout out and talk about their, uh, their upcoming uh, workshop that will be uh, happening this summer. So right after the 4th of July, another shout out for them. Have you heard anything about the newer or updated habits book that he is? No. Okay. Just didn't know that we could go ahead and plug something. Oh, I don't know. No, I haven't heard about, it. is it uh, coming out or? supposedly pretty soon okay so well keep an great. eye out for that i guess yeah it's a great book though great book um just chris just just does amazing work and uh um i'll have to get him on here to, to to talk about it when it comes out and margaret too margaret and sarah um when their when their book comes yeah, out i think that'll be great it's one that i keep going back to on the mm -hmm. library shelf um yep you know this summer the plan is to read galamian again but the one that you know just has some of those really helpful it's the tools. uh the the print the principles of violin yeah. playing yeah that's that yeah. was uh a big part of my um my my teaching and and learning and um my my teacher was a glomian student uh nice. howard Beebe. so mm -hmm. um i'm kind of a glomian grandchild yeah you know pedagogically and uh he he all the principles that my teacher followed were all glomian he would do a great impression of Galamian as well, you know, and he'd actually, he actually smoked probably just as much as more than Galamian did. Uh, that was when you can smoke in public buildings, yeah. you know? So I would, I just remember uh, like doing my Kreutzer etudes and kind of like <laughs> coughing in the middle of it. Cause, <laughs> but like the whole studio is filled with smoke and I just, I remember it, but I owe Howard Beebe, uh, my violin teacher, uh, the world, like I owe him the world. Cause I was very underprepared uh, very underprepared going into my uh, undergraduate degree, and and he made me cry so many times and whipped me into shape that uh, I, I'll never be. I, I I'm just so grateful for him. 
those are the professors that you remember and yeah. i still remember uh bringing four measures in for the composition lesson and dr wood pretty much cussed me out then turned <laughs> around to the board and i was like wiping <laughs> tears away and, you know didn't want him to see it but uh, you know i needed that yeah. type of hardcore teaching yeah maybe not uh and, and actually i was going to say maybe not what's needed now but times when i have students get frustrated and they come into the office and start crying those are the ones that i can tell hey you know don't feel bad about that that's mm -hmm. good it means that you care and yeah we then usually have a connection at that point and yeah. that that's one of the best feelings yeah yeah i mean there's there's that there's that fine line of how tough could you be but not be a jerk you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know always tough so, line yeah um, and one thing i want uh -huh. to go back to where you mentioned how they uh you know alaska just sort of found you through your links at the end of one of our summer pd institutes was it uh january or was it summer where scott laird was here that was january. uh that was the spring i think wasn't it or was it the fall I, I, it's a blur yeah i, I think <laughs> that'd be january because i met him it was january yeah yeah, yeah. it was we, january because we spoke a little when he was the after right after the new we went back to school yep. yeah that's right and uh, he had mentioned something about doing a, a guest conducting thing somewhere and finally popped in my head and as talking about with students i'm usually saying over and over to believe in yourself and that you are doubting yourself and picking up but it is in my head constantly like i'm over and over um you know i think i even start off today like why me and mm -hmm. uh, these different things that pop up even with asked i'm thinking why me so i'm trying to not not have that type of mindset or it's okay that if you think it but just don't give war, uh, life to those words so mm -hmm. he mentioned something about um guest conducting so afterwards i spoke to him and just said you know i hate to ask because it feels like i'm you know self-promoting but how do you get in that arena of uh guest conducting and he told me the story of how with him it started because he wrote an article and mm -hmm. you know didn't think anybody read it but then somebody contacted him and said hey you know loved your article would you like to guest conduct this and from there it just kept going and going so it's the same thing with your resource now uh people are seeing this seeing the great work that you're doing and this is to me the first of many you're probably <laughs> going to start getting more and more yeah. uh different things but yeah that's that's how it starts just somebody sees something you're doing and i think that if you're doing you know working incredibly hard and showing how passionate how invested you are into this others are going to feel and i think student performers with the music that we were just talking about with if the students connect what i had written on the board when they came back in january was emotional investment mm -hmm. you know if they aren't emotionally invested in the music how can you expect an audience to yeah. connect with it and um and i believe that is the very very important you know tool for everything that we look at i oh, I, I i totally agree yeah i totally agree um 
So what are some of the um, upcoming, do you have any projects you're working on or any compositions you're working on or um, things that you see in the profession that, you know, you're excited about or that are bothering you or anything like that? <laughs> well, um, I don't want to get assassinated, so I'll keep away from bothered by. I, I feel like at um, Allstate, I was asking too many questions, so... Like what? Like what kind of like questions? As far as what? What is? What are you? What are you referring to? Okay, so I uh, like. Is it like a GMEA thing, or like policies, or is it bigger picture items in well, music ed world? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give the uh, the secrets of what I did, but <laughs> me new or to the state, I was not going to start asking questions. My favorite movie is The Godfather. I mm -hmm. I just didn't want to come up missing. So. I started kind of going to each person like, hey, so why don't we have a a list of who's who's next? Because, you know, going to the adjudicators, like, I don't know if I have anyone next. And, you know, I was in Alabama judging all state and there was a list or the students would get their score sheets back. And oh, I, I know uh, the yeah, last... it, it could be a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, what What did I do wrong? I don't know. You didn't make it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and I remember when I took the St. Jo James gig, and um, the string bass player was like, yeah, I remember you from Allstate. I'm like, did I score you well? You know, to know whether uh -huh. you like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things were fine. I'm like, Phew. Thank goodness. That's good. You know, uh, don't, don't want to be don't want to be known as the mean guy. You know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think I think we all feel that way when we adjudicate. We're like, well, you know, I, I, I you have to kind of like hold up your values, but, um, you know, you have to also make sure that you're not, um, you know, getting giving a rainbow of scores. Or, you know, I've I've seen groups unfortunately get a one, a two, and a three from the three judges, and it's like. What do we do? What yeah. do we do from there? You know? Yeah. And it's, that's the bad thing. It's, you know, subjective versus objective, you know, with, with sports, it is pretty clear if the person hit, well, sometimes it's clear if they hit a home run or not, mm -hmm. you know, if it, you know, hits the glove or hits a fan, you know, so there, there can be some little bit of judging things, but with music, it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. You know, that that's really the only thing, and I kind of said that to enough people where it seems that it was brought up in some meetings. I'm like, okay, good. That's yeah. the way I'll just kind of work uh, behind the scenes to get things Yeah, I, I, I think they, you know, I think part of it is, and maybe I'm wrong, 100% wrong, but is they, you know, just don't want to get in a situation like, well, this person got this score and this person got this score, but they got in and it was this close and there was just, that was, you know, like... There's all these like small like parameters or differences or right. you know like small slight discrepancies that's good, that are going to happen when you're judging you know eight billion violins. I mean I think right. I listened when I used to I've done the violin room before for like nine ten and it was like or middle school and it was like hundreds of yeah. them. Your brain goes kind of crazy, but there's not really a, a good way yeah. to do it. But even to me, even if maybe the scores were cut off or something the judge's comments are really helpful yeah and uh, and, it, and i'll also say that there were times when you would just drop jot down a note or two and it wasn't like comments because you have a minute yeah or two but, minutes to listen to but, an excerpt but even that note or two 
I, I thought would okay. Help. Yeah. So to me, the the comments will help. Or if uh, you know, since we have so much technology stuff now, maybe it'll be too much. But kind of like with LGPE, you have recorders. Maybe um, after the student leaves, you can visual, you know, say, well, hey, you know, student needs to work on fourth finger mm-hmm. vibrato, and they probably should do more shifting or there's imbalance and string crawl, whatever it yeah. is, just something where the student now knows, okay, that's why I can work on. But anyway, there's, there's a little takeaway from it. Yeah. 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 And, and, and for a lot of kids, it's a sight reading that they bomb, um, <laughs> you know, because it can be challenging and, um, you know, kids can practice all day and all night and get that excerpt or the, you know, the etude yeah. down. But when it comes to sight reading, it's like, that's, that's it, you know. Which to me is weird. I, I know um, a year or two ago, had my uh, concert master was waiting for a you know tennis match or volleyball or something, mm-hmm. and um, she was practicing. I'm like, hey, let's, let's sight read, let's go, you know. <laughs> and um, you know, I was scared because I mean she's incredible. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get blown out of the water, and it was the reverse. I'm like. I'm out sight reading you. Come on. Like, yeah, uh, it shouldn't be that, but sight, she saw that as a weakness and she improved, um, graduated now. Hopefully she will keep going, but sight reading is something that has to be done a lot more. So, um, that's not necessarily one of the projects I have coming up as far as writing sight reading book, but, um, right. one of the recent projects you did see when you mentioned Kreutzer, that was the whole inspiration for uh, the book of violin etudes that I yeah, did. Which... Yeah, those are and they're not easy. So <laughs> this, this guy wrote this crazy book of eighty. He's like, "Go for it, you got this." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... and I haven't had a chance to like play them, but I I did look through it, and I was like, "Wow, I yeah. got to practice well, on this one." And the copies were not for you all to you know go back to the woodshed like. For you and David and um, many people that listen to the book. Oh, that's right. You gave you gave David Doke a book too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I, I did because you all took so much time. Like, you know, you didn't know me, but if I had different questions or um, comments or anything, you always took time. So sure. that was my thank you. My, my way of thanking people is I, I write music. So mainly when I was handing those to y'all at Asta, it was like, yeah, look, I'll, I'll put you in the book. So a hundred years from now, people will, you know, realize, oh, wow, this guy actually knew Charles. He, uh, wow, lucky him. But, <laughs> um, no, no. Then I didn't know David was actually going to practice through it. And he wrote, good grief. And at that point, I'm like, oh, no, because I really tried to write easy a couple of uh, pieces that I just finished up, they're supposed to be easier. And I really have to think about it. So uh, one project I have now, um, I think I'm just about finished with the, the first movement for my first violin concerto. Whoa, cool. Uh, I've now just got filled things in. The, I, I, I tried so hard to not be one of those challenging people, you know, like it's, not the uh, sorry condenser or anything it's, like it's, that. It's the, uh, you don't want to be the person who's like, well, that's impossible. Well, you know, or uh, I'm just going to make it as hard as I can for you to play my music. <laughs> well, one concert where I ran into David at was um, 
ASL was doing the the Britain concerto. Huh. And to read in program notes that Britain loved extended techniques and threw every technique possible in there. Like I I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And um so this piece, even though most of my composition influences from Rachmaninoff and um Shostakovich, Tchaikovsky, cool. kind of Beethoven for form. This one is really following sort of the um, Stalin form of Sibelius, which oh wow didn't see that, but uh, the, like it's a really great. The Sibelius is a really great concerto. Yeah, um, but I'm following a lot of forms from Mendelssohn as well, as far as like um, not having a double exposition, but going straight into it. Um, I'm most likely after this condensa and. Uh, recapitulation i'll probably have it go straight into the second movement because it's already a little bit longer than i planned this first movement is like around 14 minutes that's oh wow a little it's bit long so um put this out in history for 150 years from now but the plan is to write second and third movement short like i, I cool i'm not going to be shostakovich and have you in there for <laughs> 40 45 minutes you know yeah um, but yeah it's it's pretty great um doing this it's difficult because again i'm i want the challenge and there's certain things where i really love like the uh what, what i or a lot of people call the Paganini bowing you mm -hmm. know like you know there's just certain things where it just worked with the music so i'm putting it there so at some point you and David probably once you're done traveling will start getting some little things like, "Hey, it's is this okay? okay?" Because the first part of it, I, I could play like I'm, I'm in, you know, I play Kreutzer and like I'm in okay violence. I'm not anywhere near the level as you and David. Not. Sorry, yeah, David. David is a really good player. And yeah. you too, people. Oh. You need to see Doctor Lau play. He's oh, not. incredible. No, no. Yeah, no. yeah, he is because we have our reading things and i'm usually sitting behind you and um well i can play the grade four music <laughs> there, there there was one piece um did you do the uh georgia meeting back in september yeah I think at, so. uh oh the uh fall workshop was it westminster the fall workshop yeah i don't think i was able to go because of baseball oh games. okay yeah well I can't I miss that one. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was sight reading everything. I was fine. But then we did one of the um, Joseph Ballone pieces. I don't know him. Yeah. You know, now we're starting to see all these works. And as soon as I saw seven lits, uh, I started coughing. I'm like, oh, I need some water. And then they started. And then I'm seeing all the others, like, stopping and just giving up. Like, yeah, I'm not sight reading that. So I jumped in <laughs> on the next piece. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I could play the concerto I'm writing to a point, but it it's now at a point where I, I can't play some yeah. of this. So. And I, I know that um uh you know I I get this and I'm sure everybody does out there, uh, you know, that the imposter syndrome, you know, where you just <laughs> like, I, I don't think I'm good enough to be able to do this or I think like whenever I give a presentation, I'm like, Well, they're gonna know everything I'm gonna talk about. Yeah. And, you know, and that doesn't, I mean, obviously there are times when people know a lot, uh, but not everybody's like, oh, yeah, I've heard this a million times before. So it's, yeah. uh, but we get that, you know, and it, in, in terms of um, teaching and playing and performing and um, working with our kids and, you know, 
all the things that we have to we're expected to do, I, I think that imposter syndrome can be pretty detrimental sometimes. And that's one reason I, I try giving what I hear people say, giving people their flowers. I try letting you all know, hey, you're doing some great things because a lot of times we don't we, we see a person we think, oh well, they believe they have it all together. I don't need to tell them they did something great, but uh, they need to hear that because it, it plays through my head all of the time. I sure. uh, so right now, or I guess starting tomorrow or starting July first, I'll I'll be the um, chair for the mentoring committee for Asta. Oh, nice! But then I got asked to be on the content chair uh, content committee with Dwayne. Oh, great! Yeah, but at that point, I was thinking, why me? You know. And then I got an email from um, Lynn Tuttle mm -hmm. about the um, new Canon project they're doing. Right. Well, that was something <laughs> I wanted to submit my pieces to. Absolutely. Instead, they want me to kind of vet some of the composers and be one of the mentors. And oh. I was, again, sitting there like, why me? Like, yeah. what? I'm, I'm not... And, uh, it, again, it's okay to think, you know, hey, I'm not good enough, but you don't give that stuff life. Don't speak it. So mm -hmm. I, I do want to start changing that that uh, part of my mind to think what should be good. There was uh, someone that, uh, that I'm working with at ASO, and she mentioned, hey, if you have something you want us to look at, let us know. I'm like... Not, nothing's good enough. So about a year later, <laughs> nothing's good enough for the Atlanta yeah. Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, about because the symphony, you know, uh, they're not going to commit, you know, thirty, forty minutes for an entire symphony, right. not for a new person. And um, so I thought I'll write a um, similar to the Brahms overtures. So oh, like, did, yeah, um, like a overture. Yeah, yeah, and fantastic. I, like I, I sent a uh, recording to Bob Phillips because he was, I knew it was going to be, even though he's not with Alfred, I knew it was going to be past their catalog, but just that was going to be sort of that first, this is what I'm writing like. Mm -hmm. And basically I tried as much as possible to make it like Brahms because that's all orchestras want to play Brahms, Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this piece might be good enough, you know? Cool. Well, I mean, not saying they're going to play, but, I know that some pieces, if I think that it's not too hard, I'll find out there's something difficult. So I, I'm really trying to make sure that what I write is not just blazing difficult unless it's a piece where I intend for it to be blazing difficult. Yeah, that's you know? awesome, though. Yeah, that's so, awesome. But those are the Hopefully uh, that'll work out for you. Yeah, you know, I, I hope so. Uh, I mean, those are things that working on, I'll be honest, I kind of want this concerto done because I want to – enjoy the summer and not feel guilty. I, I don't want to watch a baseball game or, um, you know, do one of my hobbies and then feel guilty. Like you should be writing. Right. Yeah. We have to do that. We have to. And I think I mentioned that in my last, uh, my last episode is like taking time for yourself. Um, because we can get, we can get burned out or we can get work, you know, just work so hard that like keep going and and I'm doing this over the summer, but this is something that I enjoy doing and enjoy chatting. So it's work, but it's fun work. Yeah. Um, and you know, we can, we can take our work and make hobbies out of it or, um, you know, I'm not teaching all summer. I'm teaching a little bit, 
Um, and I get to go cool places and do that and, and meet some new people and, and whatnot. But um, I've already like over the last weekend, I was on the boat like three days already. So, <laughs> wow. well, and, you know, my, my intentions doing the podcast was not, you know, be the one to talk live. It's almost going to be secretly an interview for you too. <laughs> so, no. but one question on that I have for you is what are some different things you're doing to, uh, because you have a lot going on your um, as to, uh, you know, Ohio State workshop over and over, like I well, did the, you know, I went there and uh, ever since I was a TA with Bob, oh uh, seven oh eight, I've pretty much presented just about every year, mm-hmm. um, and it's just one or two sessions, you know. But it's nice for me to uh, get back to the homeland, which just you know, and see people there and, and and visit with Bob and everybody else, all my friends that are there, and then. Uh, this year, uh, you know, maybe take a trip up home to Cleveland too. So see family and, and do all that as well. And see, I didn't know. I, I don't know where I thought you were from in Ohio okay. until I heard Cleveland. I was born in Des Moines, Iowa. So, okay. you know, most of my family now has moved to Denver. I, I think one uncle's still in Des Moines. So okay. uh, yeah. going to Des Moines isn't. Uh, the thing is going to Clarksville or see my sister in DC, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's this sort of the one time of the year you get to go to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty much, pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Visit family and, uh, just like I said, spend some time on the lake and, um, I got tons of yard work to do and projects here and, um, I mean, yard work up there no yard work here okay good yeah yeah, my backyard right there it's a beautiful area but with all the trees yeah yeah, and i had a couple taken down and i uh, have to still clear some some wood and and uh bonfires and get get rid of it and yeah stack it and deck staining and all those things that you know a lot of homeowners do (laughs) i like to do it myself if i can so yeah i was supposedly doing some yard work but i'm waiting for the rain i've got some baby trees that are growing mm-hmm. and i just don't need that so ball yeah. shovel i thought yeah i'm gonna get this going and the ground is just a little too hard so okay yeah i i gave up i'll i'll wait for the rain to come. There's, when you have a home there's always something you know that needs yeah, to be done but see i'm further out um you're in I mean, is this Marietta or is it Kennesaw? This is technically Marietta, but it's unincorporated Cobb County. So it's it's Marietta's uh, mailing address, but we're not in a city. Well, that's sort of, so I'm in Villarica, but it's the same thing. Like if I go to uh, the Frog or the Publix a mile away, it's Dallas. Okay. So I, I'm really sort of in that Dallas and Hiram mm-hmm. area, but okay. yeah, pretty far away. Yeah. But um but yeah, so what uh, what do you have coming up for this second year with Blaster? Because, you know, the first year was, I guess, you getting them to know you. But sure. now, I mean, this is now your program. Doesn't well, mean cool you know, part, you're going to just go in yeah. and say, all right, everyone, we're playing electric guitars now. So <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, the cool part of uh, this coming year is – I had a really big freshman class, so now they're sophomores. Um, I have about 55, 56 uh, sophomores. Wow. I'm getting an incoming freshman class of about 50 to 55. I have a very small junior class of 30 and an even smaller senior class of 20, 21. So um, I can already see, you know, my my younger kids are going to be the 
the bread and butter as this goes through. And obviously, you know, we got to honor our seniors and, and all the work that they've put in and, and the juniors and take care of everybody. And um, I, even though the senior class is really small, they're great, um, good kids. And um, so we're just, you know, trying to build upon some of the things we did last year, things that I, that, that went okay. I want to make good, even better. Um, and then, you know, one of the things I'm working on is a, a presentation on um, being the new person at your school. And I'm going to be presenting that at Ohio state, but being the new person at your school and, and, you know, what do you, what are some steps that you should take? What are things you have to remember the do's and don'ts, you know, don't change everything at once. Yeah. Um, you know, continue to respect and honor your predecessor, which, um, you know, my predecessor at Lasser was there for 29 years. She did amazing things in her time and, uh, uh, highly respect the work that she put it, that she put in and all the great things she did. So it's, um, trying to continue that, but then also cultivate and build it, uh, the way that I would like to see it go. And, uh, my little twists and, and turns and tricks and tips and, uh, all the things I want to do, uh, with it, but great. I have great students, um, a lot of energy and, uh, my parent organization is just uh, unbelievable. Like so many things that they've, they've done this year that I, wouldn't have been able to yeah. be successful without them. And then my admin and my colleagues there are just super supportive. And um, we did a little bit of full orchestra this year. We're hoping to do some more next year. And um, just any of the questions I had, you know, uh, people in Cobb were, were awesome. Just answering questions. Sarah Grimes was like my go-to for all things organized organization. Um, so those, Gosh. those type of things are just, you know, continuing it and, um, uh, but just trying to make it a little bit more mine and a little bit more um, the way I want to see it go. But obviously just, you know, with, with the kids that are coming through, there's, you know, they're COVID kids and, and some of them, you know, didn't have like my seniors when they left, are like, yeah, this year we had COVID and then we had this. And so they really only had like a year and a half, maybe two full years of a normal high school experience. And so as those kids filter through, um, we want to tr try and make every year a little bit more normal, a little bit better for them and uh, keep that going. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm hoping for, but it's just going it, to, it's going to take time and uh, I'm not in a big hurry. I'm, I mean, this is, this is where I'm going to end up, I think, Yeah. you know, and um, my last school and, um, but I got a long time left. I, I'm not, I'm not planning on getting out of here anytime soon. <laughs> Which uh, I'll be honest when, um, you, you know, I'm still part of the emails from, is it the Chronicle or higher ed? Yeah, or sure. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So, when I saw that Ohio State thing pop open, I'm like, oh, no, please tell me they're not about to grab you. Oh, but no, no. <laughs> I, I I am. I love public school. And um, I, I mean, I, I might do that when I retire, but I, I am finishing here in Cobb and uh, yeah. public school is where, where I was meant to be. I mean, I just it's what I love. It's the kids. It's the day to day. Um, and I, I love my work at Kennesaw and the university, but I just don't think. Yeah. I would want to go back uh, and, right now, at least, you know. Yeah, and that's where, um, you know, we have some parallels. I'll, uh, again, this isn't me blowing smoke or anything, but I am striving when um, my admin will say, so what programs are you modeling South Cobb after? And, um, you know, one is Walton because they're incredible. Yeah. Um, Hillgrove, Johns Creek. But when it comes to... Uh, 
being the director, it's you. So, oh, so that's why it's... you probably thought when I emailed something. I'm going to take that myself off the screen now because I'm I'm blushing here. No, <laughs> but it's it's so true. Like you you are doing so much, and that's where, um, just starting to wonder then, like, yeah, like you uh, doing this level is just the type of connection you have because I talk collegiate too. Like you just, I don't know, it's just feels like there's more of a connection with public school and I taught private school and that was great. But like, I I wasn't moving to Georgia to be at Cobb County, which there are some people that do that, but Mm -hmm. um, getting to this district and hearing the comments Chris said at our um, end of the year celebration, I mean, he's absolutely right. Like I just haven't seen anything else like this. Mm -hmm. So this is where, um, you know, as, as you know, Lord willing, this is where I'll stay unless, you know, Gustavo leave me L.A. If he says, Greg, I need you to come in, take over, yeah. uh, you know, Just come like, on in. I, I may still say, hey, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I love it here. And the things that I believe you're going to be able to do, you know, where you were at before was really, really great program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Jake is going to do really well because he's got that set up. But. You know, you're coming to a program with a lot of history. I'll be honest, like each program I've been at, it's always been a rebuild. Mm -hmm. Everything's been rebuilding, and that's fine. But now you're coming to like a historical type of school that, you know, everyone knew of because of Alfred Watkins on Mm -hmm. the band side. So Mm -hmm. the things like I really feel that, you know, you're just having to start, but you're going to see some things just – explode over there and uh, I'm, I'm hoping for that yeah. i mean so, uh, I, I could see it happening you know in the next in the next three four years when once my last year's freshmen are come up um i can see some really cool things happening yeah. too and it may happen sooner than you think i i know that i like where we ended this past year it's where i was projecting maybe five or seven years down the road and we got there a little bit sooner. I was not looking to start doing that's great know, that type of literature. So you you may see that like this might be the year when you start saying, "Oh, we're getting ahead of my projected plan." So yeah. uh, just that just would be, be nice. Prepared. I'm not going to complain if that happened, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, and, and I'm not in a big hurry to get to GMEA or whatever, and you know, play there. It just when it's when they're ready, they're ready. That's, yeah. you know, well, you know that. Well, it's about the journey not the destination that's, that's right. something i keep that's right. reminding myself and those great things like they're just going to come and same thing pinpoint back to the alaska thing it just kind of happened organically and and that's how things are going to happen as well that um you know the new governor in however many years i don't know when his term is up but at some point you know they're going to have the uh uh, the election party thing, and then they may say, "Hey, um, my nephew went to last year. I want your orchestra to come play." You know, uh, <laughs> so, you know, like yeah. there's just things in the pipeline that you don't see coming, and it, it's going to happen. So I, I think you're in a just remarkable place to be, and I, I think, like, I'm excited to see the different things that happen, and. I, 
I, I want uh, the reason why I'm saying these kinds of things on a podcast is because I want people to, uh, as, as they're seeing these incredible guests you have, like you had uh, Dr. Hopkins, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've got his two gigantic books, you know. They're, it's a great, <laughs> it's a great resource, and his and his YouTube channel is like, yeah, second to none. I mean, it's so yeah. great. But I, I don't want people, especially students or those who are uh, new to the um, teaching realm, to see their colleagues or their friends do something great and then the jealousy sets in like well why then why well you need to celebrate as people have things going on because as you do that i feel everything's a test and then um as it's seen how you're doing that then you're going to be rewarded and same thing so well that's why i mean that's why i love making the resources that i make and and putting those out there because i like when people use them and they're like, this helped me. I'm like, good. This is, that's, that's what it's for. I mean, selfishly, I do make them uh, some of the things for my students as well. Yeah. And I use them, but there's a lot that I put out there that are just kind of like, well, for, for me to think about and for other people. So uh, I enjoy that part, you know, giving back and, um, and as much as I can, you yeah. know, because it really is about the kids. It really is about um, for the betterment of the, of the profession and for the future of the kids. Cause my favorite thing is watch is seeing what my former students do with their lives. Like what, you know, the careers they go into mm-hmm. doesn't have to be music. Um, the families they build, the people that they are, you know, that's for me, <laughs> well, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Speaking of that, I got an invitation a few weeks ago. Um, didn't know what it was. First I thought it was, I don't know what type of car, the Easter or something like that. And then I read, I'm like, who are these names? And then, I realize John Faulkner coming home. Faulkner is what I called him. I'm like, he's getting married. I started teaching him <laughs> when he was 10. That's the best. It's yeah. the best. And, yeah. um, you know, it's in Mississippi. It's this weekend. That's why I'm saying it's funny you mentioned that. Um, also, a, uh, I guess, licensed teacher in Bujin Khan martial arts. Mm-hmm. And there's very, very big thing happening this Saturday. So, I'll, um, I won't be able to, get, I, at first I thought, okay, I can train in Dunwoody and then drive to Jackson, Mississippi and make yeah. it in time. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's hard. So, yeah. It's hard to, to make everything. You know, I, um, I had a, uh, a graduation party for one of my Alpharetta kids this, this Saturday and I wasn't able to go because I had someone, you know, coming to help me fix the deck that needed to be, you know, and it was just bad timing and yeah. I felt terrible, but it's, you know. You can't, you can't do everything, I guess. But that connection, that's what's so cool that, you know, you are not there, but those students were still connected to you and they wanted you to, to be there. Yeah. And it's it's fun to see that, you know, I still follow the Alfreda Instagram and it's just neat to see their senior pictures and it shows where they're going to school. And it's like, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Really and cool. I, I feel that happens a bit more with what we're doing now as high school orchestra directors than... Um, you know, I've got a couple of students that I'm still in touch with from, uh, ASU, but we're talking 10 years there and really just one that I'm in touch with. And that's Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, when I started there, he was almost my age. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, uh, it's, it's awesome seeing how, uh, you know, the impact that you've already made on the lives of these students and same way we talk about, our previous teachers, 
it's weird, but I guess well, hopefully they will speak about us in a good way too. Mm-hmm. May not be me so much. It might be, oh, I can't believe this man, what he <laughs> made me do. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, it's, 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 like I said, one of the greatest things in the world is, is just getting to see what your kids do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this has been awesome and I'm so, uh, glad that you're here and uh being able to spend some time you know with us and uh just just chatting about everything we've chatted about so um i hope you'll you'll have a awesome summer you have any other big plans this summer (laughs) so when i was standing by and i appreciate you and david not shooing me off at celebration thing but i was standing by hearing y'all like yellowstone and alaska and all this and I kind of stepped back. I thought, please don't ask me what I'm doing because for three years I was taking classes. And now you just yeah, this is the this is the time that you need to do that. You well, know? when you all start talking about that, I then realized what what do I have planned? Oh my yeah. god, I don't know. My my um, wife has been um, helping her mom a lot, who's been going through a lot of serious illness. Oh, the okay. um, so the one thing that did pop up, my nieces in D.C., um, they're getting baptized. So my mom wants to go up there. So I guess we're taking a trip to D.C. And then um, still working with Southwind Drum Corps. So I'll go down and visit them a little bit. When does, when does that start and end, the drum corps? <laughs> or is uh, it all summer? So it started back in November. I just have, haven't been... And uh, the the couple of dates I had planned to work, they they had changed uh, date or location. But um, starting, I guess, sometime next week or the week after, they'll have move-ins. So I'll go to Mobile area a couple of times and just kind of say, "Hey, this this is what works. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That that sort of thing." I'm not really in there um, teaching notes or anything like that it's like for me it's more of the overall program like how how is that um the storytelling part so i'll do that when kind of i hate to say whenever i feel like Mm -hmm. because for this year i told them uh, i sort of want to do this pro bono like let the other staff they you know they're flying in let Mm -hmm. them get whatever money i don't want to hit the budget so I'll just go and help out next year. You know, nice got pay me, but um, I've been working with them since 2019. So, or 2018. So I've got a connection, but besides that, um, I'm really eyeing this habits conference now. Okay. Did not have that on the radar, but to see Dr. Tim is going to be there. Like he's another one of the huge. I don't know if you know Jonathan Glaw, but you need to meet him too. He's not man. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's so awesome. I'm probably going to figure out a way to make that happen, cool. and cool. Um, hopefully get to a Braves game or yeah, two. for sure. Yeah. So. Well, I do. I do want to give um, our audience uh, just give you a, give you a shout out to our audience. Your website is inner three dot com. What is that inner three? <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'm just uh, curious because you have your publications and everything on here. Yeah, I'll. Uh, Go ahead and get to um, the bad thing. I think you're going to see a quote, and I'll have to explain that if it is on this page. But um, 
took a while to figure out to think about more of like a um a brand thing okay this quote is okay but a lot of my <laughs> some pieces, of your quotes are not okay though we're to, we will not share that <laughs> no there's the one quote so okay all right so as far as that one about he's the bach of our time it was sort of a joke where uh piano professor at asu was walking through the hallway and he said well if it isn't the bach of our time like, <laughs> and then i went to help out another program there in montgomery and said you know i wonder if you're going to be like bach you're not really um known until, until after you die and until afterwards I, I was teaching that a lot in music history courses and that took a weight off my shoulders i thought i'm okay with that like what i'm writing may not be that popular now but 100 years from now they'll say wow he was ahead of his time yeah. he, you know there you go but um <laughs> but so inner three and a lot of the pieces that i write even if it may not be just outright there it's usually connected to my faith and at the end of each piece i have sdg again caught that from teaching music history course uh where bach wrote soli deo gloria okay giving and since i've started doing that it 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 becomes tough especially like with this concerto there's things i want to write because it was supposed to be the next tchaikovsky and it's not (laughs) it's going this route of like i said the sibelius didn't see that coming and um and i think the more i take my ego out of it of okay this is what has to be in the piece and it has to sound like this and it has to be this way and if i just you know write uh, you know so a lot of times i feel that it's not necessarily me writing but you know him higher power so that's where inner three comes from it's uh on the inside having that holy trinity and mm-hmm. letting everything be connected that's to cool that. yeah. that's cool so hit well, I like meetings. it. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said, um, it's been it's been awesome to get to know you this year, and uh, I appreciate you reaching out because you know uh, a lot of people don't, and uh, it's just neat, neat to to get to know you. And uh, looking forward to seeing all the work that you're going to do. Appreciate, it. and yeah. I, I promise I actually am not a big talker. It doesn't seem like it, and that's why I compose. So that way, I don't have to say as much. But I appreciate you having me on, and. Uh, listeners and please keep supporting this website and podcast because absolutely incredible and um if you ever need to reach out to me please contact me i'd love to help out any way i can awesome well thanks again thank you appreciate it so uh this is our uh, episode number 53 we're going to be uh on here in about 45 minutes at one o'clock with dr kathy hudnall so we will see you all in just a little bit thanks again Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.